Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. From the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. get more into that Grizz athlete news, but worth finishing the point. Both Jordan and Shelby Schwain, both Missoula Sentinel products, daughters of Shannon Schwain, former Lady Grizz head coach, as well as Brian Schwain, current Montana track coach. They're now listed on the track and field roster. So they're still listed on the basketball roster for the Lady Grizz, but also listed on the track and field roster. I think, uh, particularly in the case of Shelby, I think that if she can get back healthy, that's awesome that she's on the track team because she was, if you will recall, uh, one of the best long jumpers in the state, one of the best 100 and 200 meter runners in the state, and maybe the best natural I've ever seen at the high jump. She didn't even do the high jump until two meets before state her junior year. And went out and then popped a five seven at divisionals and five foot nine at state to win. Never done it before. And if you've seen her, the way she's built, she's built. I mean, she has perfect high jump um, physique. Physique. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's great that those girls, if they do participate. I mean, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with track. It's delayed right now, so it's inconsequential. They're not going to join the team now. But I do think that if they did have the opportunity to do some outdoor track in the spring i think they both could be assets and i think that would both be very good for both of those young ladies absolutely Stu tell me one is 1029 espn radio hour number two if you're watching us on swx thanks for watching us on youtube thanks and here we are in our paddle heads jerseys just released today we'll talk with general manager matt ellis here in just a moment if you missed anything in the first hour of the show check it out on the podcast the podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts it's out there Thanks to Blackfoot. We appreciate Blackfoot for putting that together for us and uh, getting us out there in the podcast world. It's a fun place to be, uh, certainly. Uh, if you would like to listen live, 1029ESPN.com. You go there on the World Wide Web. You listen live all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Miltenberger Motors in Hamilton, family-owned for 65 years. The best prices on new and used cars and trucks only at Miltenberger Motors. Coulter, about two hours ago, the eggs three hours ago, okay, the Missoula Paddleheads revealed their new jerseys, five new jerseys to match five 
hats that they had done. We already saw the logos, the big logo reveal, and then the the the, the sweet baseball lids that came with those. Uh, since then, they've won the uh, the MILB, the Minor League Baseball uh, logo of the year, upgraded logo of the year across for the country and the nation uh, with the Paddleheads logos, which we I think both agree were were sweet. I mean, they They're did sweet. a great job when the, when the name change came. Everybody was I think pretty skeptical. When the logos came out, you go, well, that's pretty great. They definitely nailed that. And I the hats are sweet. The, the jer- hats are super the, sweet. The hats are sweet, and, and the jerseys are very cool, too. Uh, you can go to gopaddleheads.com and check those out. But we had an opportunity earlier today uh, to speak with Matt Ellis, who is the general manager uh, of the Paddleheads, just about the entire process of this and the revealing of these jerseys today. So enjoy our conversation with the GM of the Paddleheads, Matt Ellis. Well, happy now to welcome in on the Rangage Brothers RV phone line the general manager of the Missoula Paddleheads, who have just unveiled their their jerseys for the 2020 season. Really looking at these things. These things are sweet. We're happy to have Matt Ellis on the show with us once again. Matt, thanks so much for being with us. And in a, in a series of big, big days and big, big unveils throughout the offseason, this is kind of the latest, finally getting the full jersey reveal today. Yeah, it's been uh, – we kind of punted on our original plan from – three four months ago where we were going to do a full fashion show community event and uh have models and you know modeling our new jerseys but uh, i never got that call matt i why wasn't i on the list there <laughs> I, I thought i would be in that you guys would have been in on it but uh we we our plans got scuttled by this uh, virus thing going on and uh um we thought uh, doing it digitally made sense and so uh, we unveiled it today through all of our social media and website, and it's been uh, an exciting day for us. The jerseys are sweet. They look really cool. They definitely live up to uh, all the other things that you guys have released during the off season, from the new logoing to all the new branding and all of that. But when you're talking about making a transition away from something you guys have represented for more than 20 years to then this new logoing and branding and now these new jerseys, What's the process like to go through all this, and how proud are you guys of all the stuff that you guys have been able to release from the hats to now these threads that we got on right now? Well, like we said from day one, the fun part for for me personally has been that we've really uh, tried to uh, make Missoula proud and really uh, reflect our lifestyle here in Missoula and what Missoula is about uh, in all of our logos and now in our jerseys. and. And I think we're accomplishing that. Um, and we found that, uh, um, you know, when we talked about the announcement, there was this, you know, hesitation to, for change. And, and, but we found over the last um, six months that uh, people have really warmed up to it and have accepted it and have told us that the brand is really, is really great. I mean, heck, we were named Rebrand of the Year nationwide. So that's pretty, pretty high acclaim. So we're pretty proud of what's happened and what we've done. And we can't wait to, get through um, COVID and um, get back on the field and, and show off uh, show off this great brand to our community. Well, you mentioned the fact that you guys won best logo for throughout all of minor league baseball. That's something we talked about on the show, but we haven't had actually you on the show to talk about that part yet. So how does that part, I mean, how does that work? What does that add to just the brand of the, of the team? Well, it's just, you know, it's kind of more of a bragging rights thing for us. Um, you know, there, I think there were eight teams total that were in the rebrand for this year. But what what was really cool for us is we were one of the smallest markets of those eight brands. And it was it was a, a, a popularity contest. 
um, so we needed votes from not just our fans here in Missoula, but we needed votes from outside of our market and to win. And when you can beat teams that are in, you know, Florida and in, you know, Connecticut and big markets, um, it's it's pretty cool uh, to be able to say that we were voted rebranded the year. And it, and it, and it really speaks to uh, the quality of what our team did and our staff and our, our consultants uh, to nail it. And so we're pretty pretty proud of that. When it comes to uh, the new jerseys, you know, when, when the new logos came out, there's basically five different logos uh, that are going to be used uh, in different ways. And each hat, you know, you can have multiple hats with different Paddleheads logos. And now there's five matching jerseys, a home, a road, and then three alternate jerseys. I'm in what I think is my favorite of the bunch, the 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 alternate number one, which is sort of the peace sign, which we knew uh, was up over the on, on uh, Waterworks Hill above Missoula for all those years. And also a quasi, not quite, but a quasi tie-dye kind of look on this thing, which I think is sharp. I think it works really well, both in terms of both the baseball side of it and obviously the Missoula side of it. But where where did the idea for this one? Because this is a unique jersey here. This one. So when um, when we came up with the peace uh, logo with the uh, inner tube and the uh, broken paddle bat that makes the peace, uh, the tie dye jersey immediately was fought, was in in our our brainstorming room. And so this, this tie dye Jersey has been on our radar since the very beginning. And, uh, uh, it's something that, uh, we were talking about doing every Sunday. And then as, as we saw the jerseys get uh, designed and stuff, we said, heck, you know, we're going to let our team decide when they wear it. And we have a feeling that they're going to wear the tie dye quite a bit. Um, it's, it's a really cool Jersey. And, uh, I think, I think our fans are going to love it. And, uh, it's, it's Missoula. It's going to be. Uh, it's once again. We try to, to you know, give people, um, especially in the, in the when we're on the road, a feel for what Missoula is about. And and we're proud of of Zootown. We're proud of our peace symbol. We're proud of uh, uh, our river. We're proud of our you know our great community, our downtown. Uh, so it's uh, the peace. Uh, um, logo on the, the tie-dye jersey is, is definitely going to be one of our more popular ones. Well, I think Ryan said the one that he is wearing is probably his favorite. I think the my one, the white home that I'm wearing, probably my favorite. What's your favorite? <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, the home jersey was driven by our owner, Peter Davis. Uh-huh. Um, you know, huge baseball fan. Uh, he wanted that traditional pinstripe look. That was that was his his real mandate on this project, and and uh, we did the forest green pinstripes, and and it really ties into the history of baseball in Missoula with the Yankees, uh, the Highlander name coming from the where the Yankees used to be. Um, so there's some ties there. So it's kind of a cool. My um, I really like the black top jersey. I like the zoo town on the front. Um, I, I I like the uh, the I think the neon orange in our our brand it really pops and i i think it adds to that jersey but you know they're all pretty good i mean um the alternate two gray with the m and the antlers is pretty is pretty classic and cool so um it's it's a lot of fun fans can actually if they go and look at our video on on social media and the our unveiling video you'll see uh leover uh, Pagero, our former shortstop uh, he modeled for us in our clubhouse in, in the home jersey, and it just looks amazing. 
uh, with the with the pinstripe pants. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the great thing about um, our our jerseys is we have something for everybody, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. And I will say, usually the jerseys do look better on the actual players. Sad as that is for a guy like me to admit, that generally is the way it goes. Matt Ellis joining us, general manager of the Missoula Paddleheads, unveiling today their new lineup of uniforms. And another thing that's cool, Matt, is when you combine five new jerseys with five new hats, you have, I mean, you have enough combinations. You could literally wear a different combination for every home game throughout a season, right? Is there going to be different sorts of, of combos and that kind of thing going on through the year? Yeah, so uh, we've tried to make everything as versatile as possible. And and I, I think the way this is going to work out is uh, we're going to let our manager and uh, lead the charge as to how we, we have some mandates as to when they have to wear certain uniforms. Like opening day, we'll wear the home jersey for sure. But um we're going to, for the most part, let our players and our clubhouse, you know, determine what they wear on a given day. And, uh, uh, and so we really tried to make it as versatile as possible so that there's a lot of different combinations of hats and jerseys. And uh, so you'll see um, uh, probably different combinations almost every time you come to the park this year. You know, Matt, obviously the, the, the thing that's over sort of arcing all of this stuff nationwide, globally, is uh, the COVID-19, and, and a lot of sports have obviously been canceled, some of them postponed. Baseball, Major League Baseball is obviously waiting this thing out, but the nice thing about being, uh, you know, a short season rookie A-ball is you're, you're not scheduled to start until mid-end of June anyways. Where do we stand on that right now as the season uh, goes forward for, for Pioneer League Baseball? Yeah, um, ironically, uh, full season minor league baseball opening day was yesterday, and uh, it got uh, pushed back, of course. And so uh, we are fortunate that we're short season and, and that we haven't seen the delay yet on our schedule for uh, opening day, which is June 19th. But it's a wait-and-see um, situation, just like everybody in the entire country is going through, not only um, – for baseball, but for their own businesses and their own lives, and and so we're um, we're following it all intently. Um, the best thing I tell people is that um, um, Major League Baseball has to get started first. I mean, they're not going to bring the minor league players back to camp until Major League Baseball is going. So, Major League Baseball is really going to be the tipping point for our restart. And you know, depending on when they get back, you know, my my guess, and I don't know this, nobody's told me the answer, but my guess is. is you know, minor league baseball will probably follow two or three weeks after uh, the major leagues get started. So, uh, so our fans can kind of uh, pay attention to that. And if the majors start in, let's say May, which would be a really um, optimistic view, um, then you know there's a good chance we'd start on time. If they don't start until June, then we're probably looking at a late June or early July start. Or you know, if it continues to get pushed back. But we've heard nothing but. Um, uh, feedback that uh, major leagues are still committed to getting a minor league season in, and um, and so we're taking their word on that. Are you? Is there a chance that that if the season was delayed in terms of its start, that that the season in total would just be moved back, where you might be playing later games into end of September or even October? There, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of scenarios going on. Um, we are looking at the possibility of playing later into into September than we normally would, which for us in Missoula is not a bad thing. Outside of, um, you know, we don't want to compete with Grizz football, so we'll make sure we don't play games at the same time as they do. 
the best weather sometimes in our, of our year is in September. So we're really looking forward to the possibility that um, um, that uh, uh, that we might be able to play some games in, in September uh, to make sure we get a full season in. So there's a lot of different scenarios being looked at. Um, naturally, it's not a decision that we can make by ourselves or in a vacuum. We've got Major League Baseball, our affiliates, um, uh, our league, and every and, and on all those considerations. But uh, we are looking at all those scenarios to try to get all of our games in. Well, I'm sure it's certainly been a roller coaster ride for everybody involved with the Paddleheads because you know all this excitement with the new logos and the new branding and the new name. Uh, the new jerseys, but then on the other hand, you know the MILILB. You know, there's been this initiative maybe to remove some teams, and now with this, everybody all sports on pause right now. So I mean, what's the ups and downs been like for you guys, and how excited are you maybe just to have the optimism of perhaps getting back on the baseball field sometime this summer? Well, you know, I've always said minor league baseball is a quality of life issue. In other words, uh, we provide an entertainment vehicle through baseball for families and and the community to come out and have a good time. And, and, and we take that responsibility very serious. We always have. Um, but our staff is intact. We haven't uh, 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 let go anybody or furloughed anybody. Our staff is, is still pushing away. We're, we're working from our homes, and we're, we're really working hard to make this season as good as it can be, if not the best we've ever had. And, and because we really feel a responsibility to our community that when we come out of this, they're going to need us. They're going to need events like ours to, to get out again and, and, and live again. And, and we want to make sure that our product is good as it can be, as affordable as it always is for our, our families in town, especially the ones that are suffering. You know, we're looking to, uh, to do a, a COVID night on Sunday, the, fir- the third game of the season, to really thank all the people that have worked hard, the first responders, everybody who works in, in health care. Um, so we're really planning to try to, to help the community heal and come out of this as quick as possible because we feel that's part of our responsibility. Um, and um, we're going to take that serious, and our staff's working hard to make sure that uh, we deliver for everybody. Matt Ellis joining us, the general manager of the Missoula Paddleheads. And Matt, with these new jerseys out, I know when the hats came out, there was there was a run on these things, not just in Missoula, but all over the country. I know people are going to be wanting to know where can they get their Paddleheads jerseys. So help the folks out. What's going on? Because I know you got some cool stuff going on with uh, with personalizing these jerseys, especially here at the start. Yeah, we're doing this unique uh, one-time thing when we as we unveil them today that until May 8th, People can buy a customized jersey, either the home, the road, or the tie-dye, and they get their favorite number on it. They can get their, they have an option to get their last name printed on the back. Um, we will then uh, have an exclusive locker room jersey pickup event where you can come to the stadium, and we'll have your jersey hanging in a locker with your name on the locker. Great photo opportunity for the fan. They'll get four tickets opening night. They'll get four tickets for another game. Uh, they, we're going to have a, uh, a $350 Rawlings custom glove giveaway that they, they will be entered into, and then they'll get a 20% off their next purchase from the Paddlehead store. So it's a pretty cool package. They can get it through our social media links as well as through our website, gopaddleheads.com. And um, uh, you can go to our Facebook, Go Paddleheads, and go to our Twitter, Go Paddleheads, as well. So it's... Uh, um, a pretty cool package. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you were always dreaming about having your jersey hanging in a professional locker room, uh, this is your chance. 
done. GoPaddleheads.com is where I'm going for that because that will be my one and only opportunity for it. But that is very cool to make an experience out of it and to give everybody the opportunity to get whichever jersey they want or all three for crying out loud. Why not? Uh, along with the tickets as well. Well, Matt, we appreciate you being with us. Congratulations on the jerseys. They look great. And uh, and we will continue to track, obviously, Major League Baseball and then the, uh, the Paddleheads and Pioneer League season in general and uh, hope we can get back as soon as possible. Well, we appreciate you guys, um, and uh, you know we are saying here in the office is stay safe, paddleheads. So stay stay safe, paddleheads out there. We we appreciate everybody. Ellis, we appreciate you, the general manager of the Missoula Paddleheads. And uh, again, if you're watching us on SWX YouTube, got the jerseys going here. You can check those out, but certainly go to gopaddleheads.com to see them and uh, and see what they look like. And uh, again, the the jersey. Hat combos, I think, are going to be slick, and uh, and you can go get yours now, get it customized. The one thing that he said in there, too, uh, aside from the jerseys, Colter, that I thought was really interesting was that it, it will be Major League Baseball's lead for everybody else. And I, I right. thought that was interesting because, on one hand, you maybe say, okay, well, it makes sense. I mean, MLB is, is the 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 show right so it's the leader on this stuff but we know that that minor league baseball is its own entity with with its own you know commissioner its own administration and 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 all of that and so i i on one hand it kind of makes sense on another hand i didn't you know i'm not necessarily sure why but i didn't know that that he's you know but he was very adamant and he would know certainly look everybody's waiting for major league baseball first so that is the key to all of this when they are able to go and start playing then we can start you know trying to get our ducks in a row and see where we're at and hopefully you know a couple weeks after they get going then then minor league baseball gets going so uh that'll be fun and i thought he he found a very good silver lining too he's like look if the season has to go late that's great for us in a lot of ways i mean right mid early june is not nearly as good as late September and October when it comes True. to, you know, weather. And, you know, if football is going at that time, no worries. We'll make sure that, you know, there's no conflicts there and that we're we're not, you know, overlapping with, with Grizz football or what a college football in general. And so I think that's smart. But I think that's a really good point. I mean, there's some there are some great days of baseball that don't happen because the season's over already. And so maybe that's something that can also take place in the in the early fall. In case you missed it, the Montana High School Association said they're not going to rule out spring sports until May 4th. That's the cut hard and fast yeah, deadline. What they said is if 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 school is not back in session, May 4th, basically, right. then, then, then that's it. So that combined with the fact that even though the American Legion canceled all their regional and World Series tournaments, Montana American Legion is not canceled. Right. And the Osprey uh, slash Paddleheads now – the people that are hungry for sports, we still have a chance. We yep. still have a chance in Montana because they postponed all this stuff, not canceled it. Right. And so it still could happen. Well, we appreciate, uh, again, Matt Ellis for joining us. A Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton serving Western Montana for over 60 years. Get in and test drive a Duramax, GMC, or Chevy. Feel the difference and get the best deal at Mildenberger Motors. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, 
We're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. We will do it now. It is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, the Historical Archive Edition with Riley Erickson from Great Falls Central Catholic. Enjoy. Well, it's time now to talk with our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a senior from Great Falls Central Catholic High School, Riley Erickson. She plays volleyball uh, there at Great Falls Central Catholic. Hi, Riley. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. Appreciate you asking. That's nice of you. Uh, Riley, you are a uh, senior, as I mentioned there, playing volleyball at Great Falls Central Catholic. How long have you been playing volleyball? I've been playing it since middle school. And what got you into the sport? Is it just something you picked up along the way? Do you have siblings that did it, or what, what was it about volleyball that you liked? Uh, I just picked up along the way. My friends were playing, and it seemed like a fun environment to be in. Do you have other sports that you like to do? Um, I play softball. Nice. What position do you play? Uh, third base. Third base? Do you bowl? Yeah. Are you a bowler, Riley? I love the bowl. <laughs> I'm not that good at it. Well, who cares? Nobody's good at it, you know? <laughs> We're just out there trying to throw the thing down the lane, so that's fine. I'm glad to know. Three-sport athlete from Great Falls Central Catholic, <laughs> Riley Erickson with us. Uh Riley, uh, you're a senior. What are you planning to do? Do you have plans beyond uh, the end of this year? Anything next year for you? Um, I'm thinking about doing nursing. I'm not really sure where yet, but I'm thinking Carol or you marry. Nice. Oh, that's good. I got a bunch of nurses in my family. My mom, my sister. It's a great profession. Go do it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Riley, do you like volleyball or softball better? Um, I really enjoy both. But, no, um, no, you cannot say that. you got to pick. <laughs> Which coach do you like more, Riley? Who's the better teammates? Those are the things we want to know. Throw everybody else under the bus. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really enjoy softball a lot. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Hey, uh, Riley, we know that we, I mean, we're having some fun with you, but we know also that you do a lot of stuff uh, in the community as well, giving back, particularly through your church. Tell us about that, what you're up to. Um, so my church is this thing called Family Promise, and it gives a place for families who are less fortunate uh, a place to stay. And there I basically just help um, bring in beds and set up rooms when they need it. Yeah, that's fantastic. What's the most rewarding part about that for you? Um, I just really like being able to help the people who, um, you know, have not been giving the same uh, enjoyments in life that I have, and it just really makes me feel good to make people have that opportunity. Riley, I know that your grandma was a big influence in your life. What was what was she like, and what was it about your guys' relationship that you say, okay, this is something that I want to keep doing, you know, and giving uh, giving back and paying it forward? Uh, she was she was so amazing. She. Um, she really just made everybody else feel like they had a worth and that they had a purpose. And she accepted everyone for who they were and helped everyone in every way that she could. And that was just something that I wanted to carry on. 
Well, Riley, that's fantastic. We certainly appreciate you jo- uh, joining us. Enjoy uh, your uh, senior year of volleyball and then <laughs> softball, the better sport, the more fun sport, according to you, in the spring. And, uh, and best of luck in nursing and whatever you do after that, okay? Thank you so much. How great was she? Now, of course, disappointing that there is no softball. Uh, this year but we certainly appreciate her being on with us great to have her uh, on the show our mattress firm student of the week we are going to have a, a, a an open vote you go to mattressfirmmt.com i believe they will have this up at swx as well at their website uh coming up in may for the student of the year mattress firm going to give a three thousand dollar scholarship so we'll let you know when the voting is live and then the uh, the winner of the uh, mattress firm student of the week who becomes a student of the year getting three thousand dollars towards their college tuition courtesy of mattress firm so that is uh very very cool it's two telling the 1029 espn radio hope you're having a great friday it is after five o'clock well after you know so welcome to the weekend for what it's worth great to have all of you on board with us we appreciate it very much uh yagi selchuk coulter has transferred, uh, was in the transfer portal about, what, three weeks ago? Oh, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that. It now. was right before Boise, so late February or first week of March. Uh, and he transferred into the University of Montana from Towson, had to wait a year before he could become eligible, got eligible this past December, played in 11 games for the Grizzlies. And um, it was a very odd circumstance. So first of all, the news here is that he is transferring. He's transferred, but he's also found a home Southern Missouri State. That's right. University, a Division two school. Presumably, he's going D two to avoid another year. It's actually Missouri Southern State. Oh, Missouri Southern State. Missouri State Southern is a, a rival. Sure. Uh, of of sure. Missouri. Yeah, Missouri, the Missouri Southern okay. State Lions. But anyway, he's probably going to you know Division two to avoid you know a, a, another year of sitting out, which it might even exhaust his eligibility if he was to do that. Nah, he's only a, he's only a freshman, okay. retro freshman. Well, okay. So he's got three years left. But the thing that is crazy to me, not crazy to me, but he came in and the day that the game that he was eligible. It was either that game or the next game. Played like 26 minutes in that basketball game and maybe even another, you know, the second game back, another 26. And then all of a sudden didn't play. And we heard, you know, he had, a, I know that he had a, an oral procedure, like he had a tooth. Wisdom deal, teeth out maybe? Something, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, something happened uh, that way. So there was something like that. But there was clearly places where he was able to play and did play in game. He played in a number of games where he played two minutes. Three minutes, yeah, maybe less. And this is a kid six eight, two twenty five. When we when he first arrived, we went, "Who is this dude? He, is, he can shoot the three, big guy." And in terms of the time that he was on the floor, you could see that potential. Now nobody's going to integrate into the full system and flow of of, of the team in terms of a game situation, you know, in that limited amount of time and minutes. But you could see the work that he was getting and what he was able to do, especially around the hoop on the interior with his size, and, but, but to be able to stretch as well. I understand where we're at right now with the Montana Grizzlies basketball team where they're, they got one more guy than they got a scholarship for at this very moment if, if we've got our count right. 14 right. guys on the roster, only 13 scholarships. And so, you know, first of all, if you can out-recruit somebody, that's, I mean, this is it, there's pretty objective, right? Like you just do what you can do and there's going to be – that's that's part of the nature of this game now. And so guys, you know, come in and guys go. And that's the way it is. I thought 
that that Selchuk was going to be a much bigger part of of the team than he turned out to be. And, and it does it does feel like there is, you know, there's at some point it just became clear that like he just wasn't going to be the guy. Uh, and and I don't know the reasons for that. Uh, I don't know if it was performance related. I don't know if it was personality related. I don't know if it's health. I don't know if it's a combination of all of it. But uh, he is out now uh, from the University of Montana. And again, this more today. We knew he was going gone, but w- but where he's now landed uh, in some place in southern Missouri at the state, <laughs> the university. <laughs> And it just it adds to a continuing trend of, of younger post players that just can't figure out a way to stick in this program. Mac Anderson's been the exception thus far, Bozeman product. Derek Carter Hollinger, I wouldn't really call him a post, even though he is a forward. No, he no, right. Uh and yeah, besides that, I mean we'll we'll see. We'll see what some of these younger guys become. But I mean, it, just in the last two years, you know, Ben Carter, six foot ten kid from Australia, no longer on the team. I think that's pretty clear that was performance based. Yeah. But then you have guys like Kelby Kramer, who was certainly a project, but he's also a six foot eleven kid who had some some natural gifts that a lot of people don't have. I mean, his seven foot plus wingspan, he could jump, not that coordinated, but a lot of times that comes. And he he was only a redshirt freshman last year, but he transferred out as well. And then probably the one that hurt Montana the most was Tony Miller. He's supposed to be an undersized power forward, six foot six guy who was a transfer from the Division two ranks. Well, he he comes here. Never plays, has to sit out, and then never plays again because he transferred, and he ended up at Washington State, which was sort of crazy, and he actually ended up playing at Washington State a decent amount. And then if you go back a couple years, they also have lost Carl Nicholas. They've lost Admir Basevich. So there's been a lot of guys that just really haven't been able to stick in the program. And, uh, I mean, it is a bit of a mystery, but I also th- I think it hurts Montana by and large. And a lot of times they've, just had, they've had such influx – in the front court, whether it was Jamarco's injury and subsequent like non-return to the roster, the way they tried to shuffle roles last year. I mean, Saeed Pridget has done an amazing job as being a true post scorer for the Grizz the last two seasons, but he's a six foot four guard. He just happens to have incredible skills around the basket. But, you know, on one hand, I mean, you kind of shrugged when I said it has, it's had a huge impact on them because on one hand, they've had such great athletes that they don't really need a traditional big man. A lot of times they can get up and down the court and just run teams in the ground and the way that they can guard is so impressive as well. But it's just really hard to maintain r- r- roster symbiosis if you just, if guys are just always leaving. They've proven they can always recruit, but I just think that you know, I mean, where would this Grizz team be at right now if Carl Nicholas would have stayed? Well, I know there's a lot of guys that you kind of get rid of them, but also I think that when you recruit a guy who's 6'10 or taller, like a lot of these guys have been, they're going to be a project, and you're not going to see, you're not going to reap the benefits of developing that project for three or four years. And I think a lot of times it's a little bit too hasty, uh, the departures, but a lot of times it's the kid's choice too, so I don't really know where to stand. I just I do think it has an impact on the program. The um, of every guy that you named, first of all, Yagi Selchuk again, like you said, he's he's a f- really a forward more than he's a post type of player, even though he, he can do it a little bit. But the one guy that was that was presumably going to be and would have been an impact player for this team to me was going to be Carl Nicholas. I mean, that he's he's the one dude who had the athleticism was already showing you the signs as a freshman of what he was capable of felt like him and Timmy fall. I mean, it hurt Timmy falls that he did not stay here, that he yep. transferred to Stephen F. Austin. And we, look you know, on, and in any individual case, you're not going to sit here and without the knowledge of what's going on, 
be, you know, say, well, you know, he should, they should have figured it out. They should have worked it out or whatever it is. But all I'm saying is all of these other guys who have transferred, look, man, it is what it is. If you got 13 guys on a roster and it's an eight man rotation, there's a full starting five that aren't playing basketball for your team. They're there for practice. You need them. You got to have them. You got to have them engaged. You got to have them getting better. But that's just the way it is. And the other thing is when it comes to transferring, I would say Montana is at worst even and maybe even better than a lot of schools right now the division one level in terms of the numbers of guys that are coming and going in that respect the the fact that they actually have have a lot of roster overturn this doesn't matter because it's never their top guys but that's i mean that's but you never know what what, what, isn't it when you got, if well, you're number sure, twelve, but also I mean some of these guys should have I mean some of these guys Carl Dickel specifically could have become a, a rotation guy. He was in the rotation as a true freshman. That's right, and, and that's, that's on one. But that's, that's on that's on him for leaving too, though. I mean because that was his decision. That was not a a coaching staff decision for sure. Yeah, right. but I, I don't know. I mean I, I guess I, I what I'm getting at is it, it, it just makes for a gap. It's just it's it's just a little bit of a weakness in what's an impeccable program, and you really are grasping for straws to try to find. Glaring weaknesses, but yeah. my I guess it, it kind of is full circle, right? Guys that are going to be big guys that are going to come to this level are likely going to be projects. So you're going to have to work with them. Sometimes they're just straight up not good enough, but sometimes maybe there's not the patience there to work with them. But at the end of the day, though, if you have guys that just straight up are good enough, though, that's an issue too because it's a, it's I mean you just got to recruit better guys. Yeah, and, and you can't fault them for the recruiting of every position besides the five because everything sure. else is flawless and According to the coaching staff this year, they've Mike, gotten the five. I mean, Michael Stedman yeah. is going to be an all league guy, right? And Jamar Co was an all league guy too. So I mean, and and you know they they Travis Secure was the one who helped develop Martin Bruining his last year. I mean, I know he played for Coach Tinkle or sat out for Coach Tinkle before Coach Secure took over. But I mean, Bruining was a unanimous first team all league player too. Yeah, so I mean, they've had a ton of production. It's just interesting because Coach Secure was a point guard and he's done a great job at recruiting and developing guards. No question there. But actually, I think their system, because it has so much of the Mike Montgomery stuff in it, even though DeKear's a guard, he wants a big guy to throw well, the ball to. And the other thing that's interesting is if you look at coaching staffs in total, or, or well, a lot of college basketball, but you know, around the Big Sky Conference, you almost always see, whether it's the head coach or an assistant coach, there you go, oh, there's the 6'10 dude who right. was a center in college and is now coaching the bigs right. here. The University of Montana... Not to say they don't have great instruction, of course, for for everything that they need and that they want, but nobody on that staff has ever played center, right? <laughs> it's just totally. it's just the way it is. And whether that matters or not, how much it matters, I don't really know. It, it does matter because I mean, you, whenever you see the coaching staff that does have the six ten guy on it, you mm-hmm. usually have a pretty good center. I mean, or they have they have good post play usually, and and that's the point. And we know that Travis DeCure didn't. Not that he doesn't. You know, of course, you want to have great players at every position or or whatever, but. This thing is a absolutely guard oriented thing, and he'll run he'll run small ball all day long. With their, t- I mean, how how often was the tallest guy on the floor, Saeed Pridget for the Grizzlies? Yep. You know, they, 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 six four six five, they top it out, and they just run you into the ground, do whatever they need to do, tenacious defense, all that. But obviously, seems like obviously, right? You can get a guy who's really really good on the interior that's going to be a benefit at least from a you know for versatility and stuff like that and certainly guys like mac anderson as you said of course jamar co provided that and so you know if you can get that in there it's going to be the for the better uh coulter one other thing we wanted to just mention here uh in this spot was 
Uh, the Schwain sisters, as you, you touched on this earlier, but they are now listed in the University of Montana as uh, being on the track team. So Brian Schwain, of course, the head coach of the, the track team, they were unbelievable athletes all across the board. The Schwain girls, shocking, I know, uh, through <laughs> their high school careers. But they had come and been a part of the Lady Grizz program. Now, with Shannon being out as the head coach of the Lady Grizz, they are now over in, in uh, the track side of things, which I think is great. I mean, it's it's on one hand pretty pretty. And they remain fit. on the basketball roster, too, to right, be clear. Right, right, to be clear. But they're also on the track roster, so are you going to do a double sport thing? Is that you know possible? I don't know. But uh, you have said for a long time, at least for – for a couple, I mean, track might be the sweet spot. You know, you, well, you I thought Shelby Schwain, high end. Yeah, I mean, I thought Shelby uh, Jordan Schwain uh, was, I, I would say, about even in terms of how good she is at basketball and, and track. She's a very good track star as well. But Shelby Schwain could be elite, and the fact that they're listing her as a multis, I think that's great because, I mean, she hardly high jumped whatsoever during her junior year. I mean, we don't have any marks of, of any sort of any, or any production of any right. sort from any sport from Shelby Schwain because right. she's been hurt, which is too bad for her. But her junior year, she had a tremendous year. I mean, she qualified for state in the 100 meters, the 200 meters, and the high jump. She ended up winning the high jump state championship. She was also on a podium placing four by 100 meter team, ran with Ashley McElmurray, Lauren Hagan, you know, two of the great athletes in Montana, two of the great track stars in Montana. I mean, Shwain's marks are really good. It'd be interesting to see. She's going to have to learn how to throw and hurdle if she's going to be a multis, but she's got the hardest part of the multis down. I mean, there's very few multi-event athletes that can high jump 5'7", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. That's where Erica McLeod was so good, too, because Erica McLeod had the 800-meter endurance as well as could high jump 5'7 plus. That gives you such an adva- advantage in the multis because the other stuff, most of the participants aren't going to be that good at the throws. You know, yeah. They're going to be more built like runners and jumpers. Um, so we'll see how it plays out, but I find it interesting. I mean, it's, it's not of quant- consequence right now specifically only because track season's not going. So it's not as if the Schwain girls can go compete of right course. now for their dad. So probably the next sport we'll see them play at the university of Montana. If they are to stay at the university of Montana and stay on the basketball team is actually probably basketball. Sure. Well, we will find that. We will find out. Carl Tyler, your Missoula Volkswagen Discover ownership peace of mind. Carl Tyler's lifetime powertrain warranty. We'll wrap up the week next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, we're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Oh, it's Friday. Easter weekend. Hope everybody's got like some something, you know. I find Easter to be a good food weekend. That's my deal, you know. You just celebrate with like a, you know, with a nice spread. Celebrate the day. It's 2 Tell New 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. 
on this Friday afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful day. If you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available all the time, and it is available thanks to Blackfoot. Our appreciation to Blackfoot for putting the podcast together for us. We'll get that up and running for you here uh, as soon as the show is over is what we do around here. Tommy, do you have uh, plans for this uh, weekend for Easter? I am not going to leave my house. Even if there's a radio emergency, you know what I'm going to do? Not respond. You know, it's remarkable. The uh, You know, everybody is, not everybody, but we understand where we're at with the economy and a lot of people losing, you know, work and being furloughed and being laid off and being on. And you were the, 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 the person here who's worked like a thousand hours this past month trying to get our studios up and running. So God bless you for it. You've done a ton of work. We appreciate it very much. Well, if thanks. there is a radio emergency, though, Tommy... You better leave your house. You get over here and you get the thing done. That's what you're paid to do. You know who I'm not calling, Ryan, if there's a radio emergency? You. That yeah. is your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Burned you. Can you even <laughs> Thank believe you, that? Burn Street. I actually Did you can. take note that I didn't even put a computer in that room? I Because it's one less thing for you to screw up for yeah. me to have to deal with later. Yeah, yeah. I did note that. Uh, I appreciate Burn Street for <laughs> blowing me up on that one. Here's my thing, though. You know, wh- here's what I know is when I called Tommy, usually... So, let's... It's not bad news. It's almost 80, 85% of my calls to Tommy are a question. Tommy, where's the light switch for the studio? It's dark in here. I can't see where's the light switch. Oh, next to the door. Okay, thank you. So are those are generally the nature of the conversations that it's we funny have. funny because that's not that far from the truth. It, it, it's not that far from the truth in your mind. All this stuff, it's very, very difficult to me. In any case, but I do know when he's had enough because he, he will answer my call. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. But a lot of times it's about the fifth ring. Like it's I know that he's just <laughs> he's looking at his phone going, I don't I don't need this right now. I don't want yep. this right now. Yep. I I cannot spend time. I am busy with things. It's hey just, man, what's going on? It's and a I, lot like that scene in My Cousin Vinny. Where Good movie. he's got all the stuff going wrong and like the town has the flu and he's wearing the funky suit and the judge puts and then the wife s- sets with him on the on the on the porch and goes, my biological clock needs attention. <laughs> and he goes on this tyrannical rage <laughs> about how the last thing he needs is the biological clock. That's that's how I often feel. I identify with yeah. him in that film. Well, very good. So you're going to go sit at your house. I am. Which is the right thing to do, you know. I've got a social distancing birthday barbecue to attend this evening. How's that work? I'm not sure. I've done everything I can to get out of this. <laughs> do You want to know what I'm doing tonight? Do tell. Some, some friends of ours. This is brilliant. I encourage the rest of the town. They have set up a family-friendly uh, home drive-in movie. And they're going to project a movie outside. Mm. Everybody comes in. You stay in your van. It's cool. It's self-contained. We all bring our own food. Well, I don't know. I won't share the movie that was suggested in the text thread. But the kids were very clearly invited. So I'm hoping, I'm expecting that it will be, you know, something along the lines of, you know, acceptable. Would it ever air on Nickelodeon? Probably. I mean, yeah, probably it would be a Nickelodeon s type of deal. I'm my hope is that it's one of those funny animated features. You know Mm -hmm, what they do? mm -hmm. You know with the with the smart uh, humor in them. 
but still good for right, the kids. Right, right. So I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't know how much space there's going to be. Presumably, you know, I don't know how many people are coming, a number of folks, but everybody going to have an angle on the screen and you go in there. And then the kids, if they've got walkie talkies, are going to all link them in on the same signal. So the kids can talk to one another mm. while they do the thing. And then presumably the parents will just be in the back. You yeah, know, you guys are good parents. This is creativity. That's fine. Hey, I got to say, you know me, Coulter. If the option is to do something or not, not is what I do, right? Like, let's just, you know, let's just take it easy. The the amount of, like, personal motivation that my friends have put together to actually, like, pull this off, God bless them. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, this is great to have friends who, like, push you to go, oh, hey, yeah, I mean, I can, sure, I could drive my van there if that's all I got to do. I could get, that's sort of like doing nothing. <laughs> So I'm okay with it. They got to do all the work, and I reap all the benefits. You know, so sounds very similar to your relationship with your two radio friends. <laughs> <laughs> I got no friends here. Awesome. I just got the two of you. Oh man, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> well, I mean, all I've been doing is fingers. All I've been doing is, is golfing on the weekends, but it's supposed to mm. snow tomorrow, so that's going to put a cramp in that. What yeah. do you think the likelihood is that it actually snows? I don't think it's going to. Well, it's supposed to be like 18 degrees on Saturday night, the low. So it, it Yikes. Are you guys howling? Are you doing yeah. the howling? Oh, dude. Love the howling. The dog hates the howling. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know. crazy. Why, I, I love the howling. So I initially I was like, okay, I thought it was like a one-day thing, you know? Yeah. And, and we went out, and we were kind of doing it, and I heard like one or two other people like in the neighborhood. I was like, okay, you know, all right. And then the, and my wife was like, hey, the, let's do it today. Went out and it had tripled, quintupled in terms yeah. of the number of people. And I'll tell you what. First of all, shout out, of course, to all the frontline folks for Amen. doing what you're Thank doing. Thank you very much. We appreciate you very much. But this howling thing, I'm fine. I just find it to be such a point of civic sort of communal activity, especially when you don't have it. And all your neighbors who you don't even know come out and you wave at each other and you do the thing. And then you're making kind of, you know, it's kind of silly to howl out there in the world. And we're doing it. The kids certainly love it. They have a blast doing it. And oh, I yeah. find it to be like a very sort of nice point of connection and somewhat stirring. Yes. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's awesome. It's great. I've got a neighbor with a tuba. So eight, eight comes around. Whoa. Oh, he's out there. Well, you know what I heard for the first time? Now, I don't want anybody to break any laws. Fireworks. So if I don't know if it's, a, if it, you know, where we're at on the, the thing. It's there's low fire danger. I would love if this got into the fireworks realm. Hey, happy Easter, boys and girls. Let's start yelling in about two hours. Okay, have a great weekend. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.